Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Never gives up and never runs out on me. Your love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God's great name today. Hallelujah. His love never fails. Never, ever, ever, ever fails. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but if I gave up my life, I mean business. I don't give, I wouldn't give my life up just to just to jump ship because somebody came short on their end of the deal. Amen. But the love of God is everlasting. When he died on that cross, his love was so immense. His love was so, so, so gigantic and so enormous and so all-encompassing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, that it's, it reverberates until this very day. Hallelujah. 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 So many thousands of years ago, the cross occurred. And the impact still reverberates. If I gave my life, y'all would talk about me, but eventually I'd be forgotten. I'd be remembered in heaven. <laughs> but this, this blood of Jesus that was so pure, so innocent, so holy, hallelujah, so intentional, that it would transcend time. Hallelujah. Never run out of its strength never run out of its authority, never run out of its impact, never run out of its compassion, never run out of its, 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 its global ability to, to touch you and me and you and you, where we need to be touched, when we need to be touched, how we need to be touched. The love of God. Hallelujah. 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 Great is the love of our God. Great is the power of our King. Hallelujah. I just thought it was funny that when I walked in and that, that the team was singing about the blood and, and, and my mind went back to the last to the high school preaching about the blood. I'm like, man, and I walk in and they're singing repeatedly about the blood. <laughs> but I love, I love, you can never, you can never um, sing, preach, talk, celebrate, remember, reflect enough on the blood of Christ. Right, because because as we know, it's the thing that purchased our redemption. It's the it's the it's the sacrifice and the shed blood of Christ that that redeemed you and I, and, and allowed us to be who we are as individuals, as families, as a body. But how many know that it was also that same blood that that when when Jesus shed that blood, he he intentionally did it because he was he 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 knew that he was activating the grand plan of God. Right. Because it, when you look beyond us as individuals, we see we know that that um, when Jesus died on the cross, he was dying for the world. And he was not. And he, and he was activating that plan to to bring about his church to the forefront. Right. To activate our, his program through the church, through the body of Christ. The blood is what activated the ability to, for us to become his body. Right. So it's, I'm, 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 I'm floored by the fact that he would shed his blood for little old me. But then when I think past myself and I realize that we can call ourselves the body of Christ, we could not call ourselves his body if it weren't for the blood. Right. Because because of that blood, we were able to be have faith in him and be redeemed and called unto him in relationship. And then by his spirit, putting his spirit in us, that common factor, that common denominator in each and every one of us, we're, we're, we're so diverse in, in the background and ability and gifting and attitudes and personalities, but his spirit is the thing that's common, right? So, so when he shed that blood, it blows my mind, the, the magnitude of God's intelligence that he would say that I'm going to sacrifice my son so that he could create a body, that would carry out his plan in the earth. Is that, is that, is that powerful to think about? Hallelujah. I love, that's why I love the church. I love, I don't, some people say I love church. I, yeah, I, I like church, but I love the church. 
right? Because in a day and a time when everything in our society, everything in our religious world, even would, would, would come against the church, right? Redefining what church is. Um, even even well-intentioned people beginning to say things like, well, we're not going to do church no more. We're going to do kingdom and we're going to do this. We're not, we're not about church. Jesus said upon this rock, I'm going to build my what? Church. Amen. When he died on the cross and shed his blood, he was thinking about what? His church. So it's not about casting aside this concept of church. We are the church. It's about understanding what he intended and getting ourselves back. That's why I love what's going on here in this house. His PD is intentional about getting us in alignment with what God's intention is for us as a people. Amen. 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 So when the blood was shed, when the blood was shed, he was activating his program. Hallelujah. And it's, it, that program is powerful. That program, that, 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 that organism that came about, the body of Christ, is unstoppable. Hallelujah. You and I are a part of that body today. Hallelujah. His love is there to minister to us where we are. His love is there to heal us where we are. Not so that we can just feel good about where we are or feel good about where we were, but so that we can be whole, so that we can stand in our place in the body. Amen. I love the church. How about you? Hallelujah. Glory to God. I love the church. I love the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God's great name today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In this season, I've been observing. I'm friends with your pastor. So we talk and we, I know what God is. We share what God's doing in our lives. But also, even this, these past, uh, this past week with, with the uh, celebration, right, last Friday, two Fridays ago and so forth, I was even... Um, enlightened about just at another level about what God is doing here, right? Because I, you know, I, I thought I knew what God was doing, but when I look at every, when I looked at the whole presentation about what He did and what He's doing now and what is to come, Amen. It's it's big, it's big, and it's not because any one individual is great, right? It's because of the, it's because first of all of the greatness of God that he would call us into, a, into partnership with him. But also, um, more than the individual ability or, or, or giftings or anointing, it's about that yes. The fact that the man of God and the woman of God would say yes to the will of God. Amen. Do you realize what, what that means? I, I know you do. But do you, just pause and think about what that means for the fact that they have said yes to the will of God for their life. And what that has done, what that has created for us. <laughs> Amen. And it's not to, put, to puff them up, but it is to acknowledge the gift of God in them. Acknowledge what God is doing in them and, and put the spotlight on his plan. Right. To, so if there is any question, if there's any concern, if there's any hesitation to get on board with what God is doing. Let it let 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 it. Let's put that aside. Amen. So that, that we can be a part and be partakers of what God is doing through this particular house today. Amen. So I just want to encourage you for a bit today on this, on this, this thought of we are the church. Because what God is doing and what God is going to be doing through you all and through this ministry and what's been declared over Pastor Dwayne and, and, and I can say Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Courtney. Well, I'm going to say it because he, you know, Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Courtney. Amen. What has been declared over Pastor Dwayne and Pastor Courtney's life as far as ministry and what they are assigned to do, you all are very much connected to it. Amen. You are very much connected to it. And, and the beauty of, of God and the beauty of his kingdom, beauty of his church, is that as we connect to the vision that he's, he's attached us to, our personal vision comes to life. Right? And, and it comes to life because we have one spirit, right? So as we're serving and as we're understanding, we're getting behind and finding our place and our connection in what God is doing here, we, the Holy Spirit begins to develop uh, experiences, relationships, 
right, that, that, that change us and transform us, right, and then and just through exercising our, our natural abilities and gifts to sow into what God is doing, we begin to understand more clearly what he's called us to do, right, and when he does it, it's, it's clean, right, when he does that, it's clean, you know, I find my spot in the, in the body, and I begin to work what God has put given me passion for, and it causes the whole tree to grow, right, Right, it's like you don't have to go and, and plant another tree, right, <laughs> and try to do your own thing, and, and 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 the birds keep coming up eating your seed. No, you just you stay right here, and you begin to build and sow, and you begin to understand yourself better. You begin to understand the people of God better. Amen. Amen. And this thing just grows, and then before you know it, you're finding yourself with 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 passion and things that some of you might be sent out. To do do other things, amen. Or some of you might be called to stay here and continue to labor, whatever it is. But you are very much connected to what God is doing, what God is declaring, and what God is speaking forth in this house, amen. 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 So if anybody, if anybody was still in the mindset of, well, I'm here and and I'm just here to hear what God's doing in them, that's not the case, amen. Because we are a body, we would be. Uh, rendering the blood ineffective in our lives if we deny the, what the blood means for us and our connection to the plan of God. Amen? So be encouraged today. Hallelujah. We're going to look at a couple of scriptures. I'm going to give them to you now, so if you're writing them down, you can write them. And we're going to talk and get through what we can. Write down Genesis 1, 27 and 28. Matthew 16, 16 through 19. And Ephesians 1. 22 through 23. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Genesis 1, 26 through 28. Matthew 16, 16 through 19. And Ephesians 1, 22 through 23. Also write down Romans 12, 3 through 7. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12 in its entirety. We won't talk about them in detail, but for your own reading later, just to pull and devour and just chew on what we're talking about today. Hallelujah. <clears throat> so this thing called church... I alluded to it earlier in Matthew 16 when Jesus was challenging his disciples and asking them, who do men say that I am, right? And, and they were saying that you are different individuals from history, right? And then he asked Peter, but who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah, you are the Son of God, right? And then, and then Jesus responded with excitement. He said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven has revealed this to you, right? And then he goes on to say, I'm going to change your name. I'm going to call you Peter because his name had been Simon. His, his birth name was Simon. He said, I'm going to call you Peter, which means rock. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against this church. Amen? He called him Peter. He said, upon this rock, and he wasn't talking about Peter as an individual, Peter as a gifted, as a gift, Peter as a, a talent, Peter as a minister, Peter as the one that the books and the, and, and the stories talk about standing at the gates with wings. <laughs> that wasn't the Peter he was talking about. That's not why he said, I'm going to build my church upon this rock. What he was, Jesus was excited about was that Peter had a connection with the Father, through which he got an understanding, a clear understanding of who Jesus was. That's what excited Jesus. And he said, upon this type of understanding, I'm going to build a church. And a church that, and the church that's built upon an understanding of who I am will not suffer loss against the kingdom of hell. Amen? It will not suffer loss. And it, and it's, and it wasn't, he pointed out the fact that he understood who Jesus was, but it wasn't just the fact that he understood that, that, that component that you are the son of God. It was the connection with the father that was, that was, that was vital. That was the critical point. 
that Jesus was making. He, Peter had a connection with the Father in his imperfections because if you look at, further in that chapter, he, he rebuked Peter and said, get thee behind me. So Peter wasn't perfect, right? So he said, I'm going to build my church upon something that has happened to you. <laughs> and then a couple verses later, he rebukes him. <laughs> So it wasn't, that's why I said it wasn't about his personality, his ability, his gifting, or anything about him. It was the fact that he had an understanding from the Father about who Jesus is, right? So, so carrying that, expanding upon that, Jesus today, since that day, has been building and establishing his church through a, a personal, direct connection with the Father by the Holy Spirit. It sounds a little bit like the garden, Right. Adam, before the fall, Adam and Eve had perfect relationship, perfect connection with Father God. Right. Jesus came to restore that capability to mankind. Right. His program didn't change because thousands of years had transpired. But his program was the same, that man and woman would be in united in relationship with the father, be connected with him and get his instruction to have dominion in the earth. Amen? And we'll touch on that in a bit. But he said about this church that this church that he would build will be based and built and, and put together by individuals who encountered Jesus by the Spirit of God and, and not just encountered him but began to understand who he is. Who he is in and of himself, who he is in a relationship to the Father, who he is in relationship to the Holy Spirit, what that implies for us as individuals, right? All those things PD was encouraging us and exhorting us about, about our place in Christ, right? That's the church that he's building, and he's still building. That's why I say I love the church. That's why I can't part company with the concept of church, Amen. Because he, he, it, is, it is a direct connect to the plan of God. Amen. Not just coming and having church. Right. So we do. And I use this example back in the day. You know, church, we get we tend to get excited about church itself. Church, I use the example of getting a brand new car. Right. We got a brand new car so we can get to work because we work 70 miles away from home. The destination is work. <laughs> We got the new car so we can have a reliable car to get to work. But then on the way to work, we start looking at all the trinkets and the bells and the whistles in the car, and we get excited, and then we stop at the red light, and then somebody looks across at us and says, ooh, nice car. And we say, oh, man, my car is nice. Yeah, my car is nice, right? And before you know it, after about a, a couple of days or a week, we're totally caught up with the, with the car, right? And, and everything becomes about the car, right? So it is, has become with church Folk, so to speak, and, and I count myself in that in the past, so become absorbed in the bells and whistles of church. Very vital. You need power steering in the car. You need navigation system. I mean, you don't need it, but, you know, we need navigation system in the car, right? I know some of us absolutely need navigation system in the car, right? But the navigation system is there to get us to the destination. So this church... It's vital. It's, we're the body of Christ. Right? We're connected with him in relationship. We have these gifts. We have this authority. We can sing and worship and, and ascend into the heavenlies and, and receive word from heaven. Come back down and carry it out with authority and get results. Right? We can praise God and feel his presence. We can shout and dance because of out of response to what he's doing in our lives. These are all expressions of the church, right? But what happens sometimes is we get caught up in the bells and whistles of the church, and that becomes our destination. We want God's presence so we can have his presence. <laughs> but his presence comes for a purpose. Amen? You get what I'm saying? His, pre his presence comes for a specific purpose purpose. We want revelation. We want understanding. We want to know and increase in knowledge of God. 
But what we can't get trapped in is that being the destination. And then we get puffed up in pride, right? As, as 1 Corinthians 13 talks about, puffed up in pride because of the things we know and the, the words of knowledge that we can give and the prophetic that we can flow in, right? It's all things that are ours to do, but that's not the destination. The destination of the church is to bring, as it says in Ephesians, all things under the lordship of Jesus, not just in the church, because we are the church. We're supposed to be under the lordship of Jesus, right? But the, the church's responsibility is to bring all of life everywhere that we come in contact with to be his hands, his feet, his voice, so that those things that we touch can be brought under the lordship of Christ. That's the destination. Amen? Hallelujah. So when he says here, that I'm going to build a church. The thing that's so special about that word is that that word church today is when you think when you say something about church to people, oh, I'm not religious. <laughs> right. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not religious. But here, that word church that Jesus used was not a religious word. Right. It was a it was a secular term. It spoke of government, the word ecclesia, right? It simply means in, 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 tra in translation, ecclesia, the Greek word from which we get church, speaks of a called out assembly, right? And we've, I grew up learning that. What I didn't realize was that it was a called out assembly called together to deliberate and set things in order. <laughs> Amen? So the church... When he said, I want to build a church, he said, I'm going to, to save folks who would, who would come to faith and give their life over to Jesus. I'm going to give them understanding and increase their understanding of who I am. I, through my blood, I'm going to cleanse them, all the things we talked about and celebrated earlier. I'm going to transform them. They're going to be my body so that I, though I'm in heaven, I can still function in the earth. Right? So that I can bring all things under my lordship. Amen? But he said, I'm going to build this church. And like I said, it's not a religious term. It was a, it was a governmental term. Right? In, in um, Acts, I believe it's Acts... Uh, I don't have it in front of me. Acts 19. Acts 19 talks about a, a scenario where, where um, the, the apostles were, were preaching the gospel and they, they turned this city upside down, right? And, and the people did not want, people were getting saved left and right and it was hurting their religious system. It was hurting their economy and all that. And, and, and so the people said, what are we going to do about this? So they called together an assembly. And ecclesia, it was the same word to decide what the city was going to do about these, these apostles, right? The same word is the same word that Jesus used, right? So though there are religious connect connotations to our church experience, right? Though there is, um, there is an internal growth process and, and relationships and all those things that we are, right? But the, the destination is to establish order in the earth. Are you with me? Yes. Praise God. To establish order in the earth. And it says, the very next thing he said, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. This continues that same thread of authority and government. Right? So the gates of hell here is not speaking of hell with gates in front of it with flames behind it, <laughs> right? This is talking about places of authority, right? You look throughout the scripture. Um, one example would be in, in Joshua 20. Um, other examples in, in Exodus, I believe, where, where, um, where you get this picture of a city or a town, and 
they, at the gates or the entrance of the town is where the elders of that town or that city would sit and they would meet to deliberate and set policy and set order for the way that city should go. Right in Joshua 20, it was an example when, when, jo when uh, Joshua had sent out um, all the different tribes and assigned them their lots, their places of land, their inheritance, and they began to, they had established themselves. Then he sent word for them to also set up cities and towns within each of their sectors that would be cities of refuge, right? Where if somebody accidentally killed somebody or did a crime, but they didn't meet it, they could flee to that city and find refuge. But what they had to do to gain access to that city of refuge, they had to meet with the elders at the gate, right? And the elders would determine whether they were eligible to be covered, right? So the gates were a, yet another uh, concept of authority and government. So here when Jesus, so that's the context that Jesus was talking from. When he said, I want to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against my church, he was implying and referring to the structures and, and governing systems that hell has set up in the earth. Right? If you think about our society, we always talk about there's principalities and there's powers behind that stuff. Right? When we, and and, and, and it's, it's, it's not just the spiritual, but also in the natural. There's people that are in places of authority that are shaping the construct and the direction of our schools, of our systems, amen, right, to oppose God. And the sole purpose is to oppose the plan of God. But Jesus said, I'm going to build a church that's connected to me, that knows who I am, who knows who they are, and when they begin to do what I tell them to do, the gates of hell, the structures that hell has established, the structures that hell might assign to attack us, will not prevail. Will not prevail. Not, may we might win this time, and we might lose next time. No, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. What God is calling this house to do, what he's calling this couple, what he's calling this family, what, this, what he's calling this assembly to do, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Not because we want to believe it. Not because we want to hope that they won't prevail. But the word of God clearly says that it will not prevail. If it's been spoken that you're going to impact this city of, of, of Perth Amboy while you're here, then you're going to do it. Amen? Amen. If, it's, if it says that you're going to impact the schools in, in, that your children go to, then you're going to do it. If it says you're going to worship until heaven not just invades this space, but this community, Jesus. it's going to happen. Amen. Why? Because we are connected to the head Jesus Christ through his blood that is untainted, unquenchable, unstoppable. It's the fabric of who we are. We are the church. We are the church. Hallelujah. Say we are the church. We are the church. Hallelujah. We're not just delegates. No, no, we're not just delegates. We're not just delegates of the city of heaven <laughs> that's sent out as a, a other individuals. We are the body of Christ. Do you know what that means? This is my body. You, you cut my finger off, they can trace it back to me. This finger is carry. <laughs> this is not a finger that carry uses. This is not a finger that carry appoints and touches people with. This is carry. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. If, if, I, if I said it, 
and 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 the, and the scriptures. You, I know you've heard it in this house, so I'm not even going to like try to teach it. But but we are the body of Christ. He is the head. We are His body. If my head says I want to go to the middle of the church and shake that brother's hand, everything in my body gets involved with making that happen. If I'm sitting down, my feet, my muscles get involved. My legs get involved. If I'm a little heavy and, and weak, my arms help push me up. <laughs> right? Everything in me begins to work together in concert so that I can come and shake this brother's hand. So it is with the body of Christ. If, if, if Jesus intends to do something, he's not going to cut his head off and go do it himself. He's going to use his church to do it. My hand, if I'm going to go, if my head says go to the middle of the church, my hand can't say, well, you know, I don't like, you know, I'm a German fool. I can't be shaking everybody's hand. <laughs> I think I'll stay back. No, that's not going to happen. Right. My, my foot can't say, you know, I'm not a people person. I'd rather be by myself. Jesus, you just go ahead on with the rest of the body and get that done. <laughs> he's chosen. He could. He's God. He could have chosen to do it any other way. But God is a God of relationship. Everything is the thread of the scriptures is relationship. Family works by relationship. His kingdom works by relationship. Church works by relationship. And the body of Christ worldwide works by what? Relationship. My hand can chill until the next command. All my hand has to do on downtime is stay connected. I don't have to worry about what's, what's my head going to want next. I don't have to worry about, oh, am I going to be able to do what, what's, what the next command is. All I got to do is chill and stay connected. Let the blood flow. Let the nutrients flow so I can stay strong. Let the, let the uh, neutrons flow through my nervous system. I'm learning this stuff from my wife. Right? So, <laughs> right? Let it flow. Stay connected. Stay strong. Stay, 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 um, nutritious, stay nutritious. Remain connected to the other parts of the body because you notice my hand does not have a direct connect to the head. Right, my hand is connected to my wrist and, and a whole bunch of bones and ligaments and muscles and tendons all in my forearm and then the elbow and all this rotator cuff. I'm learning some stuff this year. Um, my wife is, is studying some, some good stuff, right? So, but all this stuff I've got to remain connected to. So it also implies that the, the, this whole move in the world about, in the church world about doing my own thing. There's no room for that in the body of Christ. Right. For this mission to be a, to be accomplished for this house, it requires every one of you are vital, a vital part. If God has called you here, you are a vital part of it and you must be connected in relationship. You can be connected to the father. See, there's, there's, a, there's a dual uh, relationship here. You have we're direct. We're doing to be directly connected to Jesus ourselves as individuals because he saved us individually. Right. But he saved us for a global purpose that he does through his church. He's not going to use any one of us apart from the church. Amen. 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 He won't do it. That's just not the way because he wants relationship. He said they'll know who you are because of the love you have for one another. I can't love you unless I know you. I can't love you unless I overcome the, 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 the issue or beef that we had last week. Right. I can't. <laughs> right. So I've got to be connected. Right. But as long as we're connected with the body. We don't have to worry about what what the future holds. The scripture says he'll show us the things to come. Right. He'll do that when he needs to. All I got to do is just stay connected. Stay in fellowship. Right. The blood that flows is the love of Christ. Right. The love of Christ that unites us all together. Right. The, the neutrons. Is it neutrons? Neurons. Neurons. Thank you. <laughs> she didn't teach me neutrons. She didn't teach me neutrons. I'm thinking of cartoons. Jimmy Neutron, something like that. Uh, <laughs> right? But neurons. Right? Neurons. You know, you got it. You got it. The Holy Spirit. The common denominator. 
that keeps us together. Right? Right? If I stay on my face in relationship with God, if I stay, if I pray, I know this man believes in prayer. He believes in praying in the spirit. I know you heard about it. It's vital that we pray in the spirit all the time, as much as we can. Pray in the spirit. Stay in the word. That's how we stay connected to him. And that's how, we, that's how our connection with one another becomes firm. Amen? If we, have, if we have an issue, a human issue, right, we may not be able to work it out because our personalities might be clashing. But if, if we both get in our prayer closet and get before God, not praying for the other one, but God, God work, on my, work on me, work on my heart, right? When, we, when, we're, when we're in God's presence, he, 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 I like to say he takes his hand and he begins to get a hold of our heart and begin to mold it and, and squeeze it and shape it and reform it, right? So that our attitudes are different. Our desires are different so that we can be, relate to the rest of the body differently, Right. When we're not spending time with God, we're out of we're out of we're out of we're out of joint, out of place. Amen. If, if my if my forearm becomes disconnected, if the blood's not flowing. Right. Arteries. Not sending blood to my hand. I need to give up on this, uh, this, this little this little this journey through medicine here. Right. But if but if, if it becomes disconnected. The hand will get numb and eventually die, dysfunctional, right? It's, it's, it's vital. Now, I'm not saying that God can't override our stubbornness because he's God. He's going to do what he's declared over this house, right? He's going to do what he declared for your family. But how great can it be if we can all be a part of it? Right. And bring what we have to the table. And like I said, God doesn't use. See, we say God used me, but he don't use us like people use us. Uh. <laughs> right. Right. When we say when when God when we when God say I want to use you, he said he means I want to partner with you. Yeah. Right. I want I want to give you what you need to do what I need you to do. And you're going to benefit from it. Right? People, I, I'll use you. Come come sing, come dance. And then I send you all PD back when we were younger. I should have told this at the banquet. When PD went somewhere and preached a whole conference. I mean, they used him. Young people got saved, filled the Holy Ghost. He preached like five, five or six times during that week. They gave my man. They did one of those things. Uh, Pastor, money can't pay for what you did. This week. But this is what we, we want to bless you with this. They gave your pastor two sweet potato pies. Oh, <laughs> two sweet potato pies. They used him. They used him up. He paid for his own hotel, his flight, his food, and they gave him. I said, he called me. He called me from down there. He don't get mad about too much. He called me from down there. <laughs> And I was, you know, only family. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't do the right thing. I bust out laughing. <laughs> he, was calling for, he was calling to have somebody to console and to, you know, come to his defense and make him feel vindicated. I laughed. I said, bro, I said, bro, was it at least, did it at least taste good? He said, it wasn't even all that. <laughs> so people will use you, but God does not use you. When, we, when, we, when God wants to use us, he wants to partner with us. Right? When men of God are truly have a heart of God, they don't use the people of God. Right? So you can one thing you can do, you can trust this house that it, that that there's a partnership that God wants to bring you into. Right? So that 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 what is assigned to this house can be done because it's not going to be done successfully if he has to do it by himself. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. So we are his body. We are inextricably connected to the head, Jesus Christ. Right. As he said, even as I am, so are you in this world. That's what he meant when he said it. That's what he meant. We are his. We're not him. I'm not him. <laughs> You're not him. I heard this from Brother Hagen. I'm not him. You're not Christ. But we are Amen. Christ. Amen. 
Because this is my body. This is Carrie. <laughs> this is not body and Carrie. This is Carrie. Yeah. So when it comes to Jesus and the church, we collect, not, just, not even limited to this, this church, this ministry, the body of Christ worldwide, all blood-washed believers who are engrafted into the family of God, we are the body of Christ. And when we operate, we operate as him. With the collective authority of him, he's given you a, thought, a measure of authority, you a measure of, of grace, you a measure of ability, you a measure of wisdom. All together, we are him in the earth. That's why there's such a fight against individual identity in Christ. There's such a fight against family wholeness. And there's such a fight against order in the church. Right? Because... If God, if we could get that thing right, and when we get it right, when we get it right, God's doing stuff now where we all kind of just kind of half in and half out, and he's doing some great things. What happens when we all get plugged in, in partnership with what God is doing in the earth, what God is doing in this church? partners with what God is doing in a church in California, yeah. what he's doing in a church in L.A. and in, in Africa, in Florida. We are the body of Christ. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Amen? Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, God. My body cannot have its own agenda. My head said, go, shake my brother's hand. My body had to get on board. So it is with the, the body of Christ, holistically speaking, our agenda must be rooted in his agenda. Right? His agenda, when he died on that cross, I see it from Scripture as threefold. And, I, and, and when we look at Genesis 1 that I gave you a little bit ago, Genesis 1, verse 26. Actually, I gave you 26 through 28. We'll just read 27 and 28. Talking about the creation of man. Yeah. Hallelujah. And his mandate for him. Glory to God. Verse 27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. This is the New King James Version. Verse 28, and God blessed them and said um, unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And it goes on from there. In those two verses, I see three things in God's original plan that he intended for there to be personal identity and order and our connection to the Father. In the image of God created he them. <laughs> he created them in his own image, right? He gave them identity, right? And he gave them identity in human um, sense as well, male and female. And then he said to them, he gave them a command which speaks to the second purpose of God, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth. Right? The idea of family. Right? The thread through scripture is that God would bless the earth through families. Right? Even in this account of the fall, God said, told, cursed the serpent and said, you'll be subject to the woman. She'll bruise your head. You'll bruise, her, her seed will bruise your head. Talking about Jesus. Yeah. Family, ge genealogy, generations, right? Through the generations, he declared that in, through the generations of this family, you're going to be bruised. Yeah. Your head is going to be bruised. Not by Adam and Eve directly, but by their lineage. Yeah. So the idea of family is critical to God. So that's the second thing. First thing was personal identity and order. 
right? Our lives being subject to the Spirit of God in relationship. Second thing, family, right? And then the third thing is that he gave this family the authority to govern the earth, to set things in order. So when Jesus died on the cross and he transferred authority to his body, that was his agenda. His agenda remains the same. It's expressed in various ways, right? Different ministries, different expressions, different different, um, expressions of of faith and and power and authority and and relationship with society and the world and, and the church and family. But at the core of it, he comes to bring, restore personal identity and order to our lives, wholeness to the family, because he still intends to impact the world through families. The, uh, the, one, the one critical fallacy out there today is that church would ever trump family. The church is the vehicle, remember I said? To get to the destination. I've heard people in my, in my walk with God, I've heard pastors imply that the church is more important than your family. I've heard it ex- explicitly and even suggestively, mostly suggestively, <laughs> right? That, that, the, that the church, um, the, your, your responsibility to God and to the church is first and foremost. But the church is the body of Christ who's set in place to bring about his agenda. His agenda is to bring personal wholeness, personal identity, personal order, I should say, to our lives as individuals, wholeness back to families so that he can continue to impact the world generationally. Amen? Amen? Why do I know it? He spoke that to Eve about her seed. Later on, he spoke it to Abraham about his seed. (laughs) And later on, he spoke it to Abraham's grandson, Jacob, about his seed. Through your family, through your seed, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Right? Because family goes where the church can't get to. KLM doesn't go to your child's daycare. KLM doesn't go to your office. Right? KLM doesn't go to to wherever you do the bank or to your own business if you're an entrepreneur. Right? KLM doesn't go, but you, a member of the body of Christ, goes. So the church's job is to equip and build us up so that we can have that connection to the Father, get personal order in our lives, establish wholeness in our families, so that every generation after us can impact the world. Amen? Amen. So when Jesus hung on the cross and shed his blood, that's why I said it blows my mind at the magnitude of his intelligence, (laughs) because he was thinking about all this stuff when he said, "I've I've got to do this, I've got to give my life. And his blood activated this plan. There's power in the blood of Jesus. It created the church. It fuses us together. Hallelujah. To be one body of Christ. And we work it out day by day in our local assemblies and fellowships. Right, we work that body thing out. <laughs> Man, I learned more from walking with people in, in the house of God than I learned from reading books about ministry. The books helped me give me structure and construct to what I was going to be doing. It gave me the tools to be able to articulate God's word and understand God's word. Right, but the actual execution of it all. <laughs> came out with with rubbing elbows with the saints (laughs) and then rubbing elbows with me and dealing with my my uh overly systematic approach to things and and all that right (laughs) you know what I mean you know the 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 spontaneous got to work with the structure and the structure got to apply to the spontaneous 
you know what I mean? And 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 then the one the, the you get put you and this is a reality. You get put under somebody in ministry that that you that really has less experience than you. But you still got to walk in love because it's not about you. <laughs> right? Right? Right. Get be able, being able to get. And this happened before being able to get behind that person and say, hey, I don't want I don't want that role. I want to support him and put all that I had and had time and ability to do to support him. Right. Years later, I don't go to that church. He still reaches out to me in, in, in ways that he shows appreciation for what I did. Why? Because we're a body. I didn't always respond that way, <laughs> right? There was a time when I would respond, man, I ain't working up under that, man. Pride, right? But we're a body. I, we learn as we walk together under this agenda of God. Whatever it is, it must align with one of those three pillars of God's agenda. Amen? So much of what we see today and we observe and we're confronted with opposes those very things, right? Opposes the identity of God for us as individuals trying to redefine family, right? And then trying to shut down this concept of, of the body of Christ, the church. Amen? The challenge for us today as we close is like never before, I would say the, the biggest takeaway today is like never before, press into God. Because all of these things that we talked about happen by the Spirit of God and by the Word of God, by the Spirit of God working the Word in our hearts. The best thing you can do as a man, a woman, a young person is to know God. I said on, at the banquet, that was the one thing that I gleaned from my first year of a friendship with PD was that I loved church and I loved God. I was saved, but I wasn't hungry for him. And I began to see that in him. And at first, it kind of made me back up a little bit because I, I realized, that, yeah, you know, I, 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 am I ready to do that? <laughs> <laughs> he always says, he always talks about it. He said, yeah, that first, that first month you act like you didn't want to, you was like, you were like, you was a little skeptical. I was like, that's, that, was, that wasn't because of you, bro. That was because I was like, okay, he a different kind of Christian. <laughs> right? But being hungry for him, right? Pressing into him, spending time in prayer, spending time in the word. Praying in tongues, important. I can talk free. You can't go and say that everywhere that freely without getting cross, you know, glances, right? But in this house, I can say, I can declare it, right? Praying in tongues is critical. It's critical because that's how the Holy Spirit gives him the ability to work on our insides, right? The things that that we can't uh, we can't work out with our own will. Right. I struggle with a lot of things in my walk in years past because I kept trying to just work it out. Kept trying to work it out. But it wasn't until I pressed into God and began to, to increase my prayer life that I began to see that things that I thought were demons was just my flesh. Yeah. <laughs> things that I thought, you know, with, that I just had to live with. Before I knew it, it was gone out of my life. Right. Because the spirit of God. Right. And then and that's what I was talking about. All all we have to do on downtime is stay connected. Yeah. Right now. Now, when when the spirit of God or the, the, the leaders that we that we have submitted to give call a play, we jump right on board and we, we execute. Yeah. Right. Because we're we're connected. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Let's stand to our feet. Hallelujah. Are you encouraged today? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are the church. Say we are the church. We are the church. We are his body. We are his body. We will not be defeated. We will not be defeated. The gates of hell, gates of hell will, not prevail will not prevail against the church. Against the church. Hallelujah. I know who I am. I know who he is. I know who I am in him. I know who I am in him. 
Hallelujah. And the devil is under our feet. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word today, Father. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for just the encouragement that you have brought to our hearts today, Father. Lord, the, the challenge, Father God, to get, to get connected in a deeper way with you and with your body, Father. Because we have work to do, Father God. And Lord, you need us in alignment to be able to execute flawlessly, Father, in your kingdom, Father God. You need us in alignment to be able to execute with impact, Father, in Jesus' name. And Father, we pray, Father, for everyone under the sound of my voice today, Father God, that you would just let your word just, Lord, just set a fire in our hearts for you, Father God. A fire, Father God, in our hearts, Father God. I pray that our 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 appetite has increased, Father God. I know mine has, Father God, even, even from sharing this, Father. My appetite has increased, Father, to another level, Father God, to, to know you, Father, and to do the will of him that sent me, Father. God, I pray, Father God, that we become consumed with knowing you, that we become consumed with purpose and understanding the purpose of our families and our marriages, Father, that we become consumed with, trying, with protecting and guarding our families, Father God, so that we can flourish Father God, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you now for your word, Father. We bless you, God. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name, God. We thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on and just bless them for a minute. Hallelujah. God, we thank you, God. We thank you that we're the church, Father God. We thank you for grafting us into your body, God. We thank you, for Father, for, for giving us life, Father God, for giving us ability, Father God, for giving us the faith to say yes to you, Father. We thank you for giving us the ability, Father, to comprehend who you are, God. Father, we thank you, Father. We thank you, God. We thank you that fear has no place in here, Father God. We thank you, Father, Lord, that individualism has no place in here, Father God. We thank you that relativism has no place in here, Father God. Father, we thank you, Father, that there is truth, Father God. There is absolute truth, Father God. Lord, through your word, Father God, and we commit ourselves, Father God, to be grafted in, Father God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, God. Establish us, Father. Establish us. You've placed us in heavenly places. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places, Father. Establish that reality in our hearts so that we can live from that place, Father. God, we thank you. We honor you, God. We glorify you. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 God, we glorify you. We magnify you, God. Hallelujah. There's none like you, Father. God, there's none like you, God. God, we thank you for your blood today. We thank you for your grace today. We thank you for your wisdom today. We thank you, Father, for your anointing, Father. God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your approval on our lives, Father God. We thank you today, God. Hallelujah, because when we look at ourselves, Father, when we look at who we were, who, what we've done in our past, Father, Lord, we know we're not worthy, God, but you have made us worthy, God. You have justified us, Father God. You have cleansed us, Father God. You see us through the blood, God. You see us where you have established us, not where we were, God. We thank you, God. We honor you, God. We bless you, God. Hallelujah. Father, we pray that you would stir up gifts in this house like never before, Father. Lord, stir up gifts, Father God. Lord, stir up those talents, Father God, those things that have been sedated and just kind of passively sitting by, Father God. We pray that you would stir them up today, God. In the name of Jesus, Father, where you're taking this family, Father God, where you're taking this house, Father God, it requires every gift, Father God. It requires every talent, Father God. It requires every intercessor, God. It requires every person, Father, interceding, Father God, and standing in the gap, Father. Lord, stir up those gifts. 
gifts today, God, in Jesus' name. Raise up intercessors, Father God. Lord, stir up that, that, that spirit of prayer, Father God, like never before, God, that would stand in the gap, Father God, that would cry out, Father God, for the lost in this community, Father, that would cry out, Father God, Lord, for the vision of the house, God, that would pray it through, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you today, God. We call it forth now in the name of Jesus. We call forth, Father God, the, the prayer warriors, Father. We call forth the intercessors, Father God. Stir up the hunger, Father God, for prayer, Father God. Stir up the hunger, Father God, to travail before you, God. In the name of Jesus, God. God, we glorify you. We honor you today, Father. We honor you, God. Hallelujah. 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 Stir up the evangelist, God. Oh, God, stir up the evangelists in the house, God. The evangelists in this house, God. Stir them up, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, equip them, Father God. Open doors, Father God, in the name of Jesus for them to declare your word, Father, to begin to impact the community around us, Father, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, stir up every gift, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. We give you glory. Hallelujah. 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 God, we glorify you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. 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 If you need prayer for anything, the altar is open. Just come and get before God. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His word. God bless you.